cool. Hello, welcome to the, the brand new, uh, untested, untried, unrehearsed, fresh podcast. Welcome. Um, who have we got on the line? Let's start with you, Catherine. Hi, it's me, Catherine. Catherine Woods, singer and guitarist of Fresh. Excellent. And next we have Mules McCabe. It's me, Miles Mules McCabe, guitarist of the band Fresh. Excellent. And then we have uh, Clapton FC, wear, t-shirt wearing, um, patriarch of the band, Daniel. <laughs> Hi. How's it going? Excellent. And then it's me, George. Hi. <laughs> Hi, George. Uh, bass player and um, loudmouth to the stars. Uh, how is everybody? How are we all doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty don't, good. Don't, I, don't. Just had, I just had some noodles. Ooh. Sucking up some nudes. Oh. <laughs> Sucking up some nudes. I miss nudes. I asked them to. I asked them to prepare it as one long noodle that it just wraps around, so I can put one end in my mouth and just suck it until it's all gone. Like Lady in the Tramp. Exactly. Yeah. I say like Lady in the Tramp. I want it like Lady in the Tramp, but without a dog at the other end of the noodle. <laughs> I was gonna say you want to be the one at the other end of the noodle, so it's like a double, a double end. <laughs> This is going just as well as I thought it would. Yeah. Um, but surely, da- if if you wanted to be like Lady and Trap, you'd need someone else. You'd need a friend or a lover. Be- Beryl, <laughs> no, the thing is, a that's lover? the idea. I want no one, no one at the other end. Just all noodle for me. The whole thing is but for the- me. The the whole could noodle. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you could put both ends of the noodle in and then eat it twice as quick. Ooh. It's this like kind of it's this kind of innovation. This is where we keep that makes Dan the bad the the the, the band dad the, the patriarch <laughs> of fresh yeah. the patriarch apparently wait is that is that I the like right that. word yeah 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 it I is guess. now it is, yeah. I mean I don't you like literally phoned your dad by accident while you were trying to call Dan <laughs> no yeah it's true oh, yeah, I remember that. I'll tell this story um, Mars and I were in Madrid on segways and. I don't know why I was trying to call Dan. I guess it was because we were lost and we'd we kind of come out of our like childlike stupor and realized that we needed to like go somewhere or <laughs> or we were lost. And I was like, oh, I'll just call Dan. And because it's Dan and dad, they're quite similar in name. So I just ended up phoning my dad and he was very confused here for me. And then I had to pretend like I'd called him on purpose and so I asked kind of him how he was doing. So his directions to a city that he was about. 500 miles away from one any, <laughs> like, Dad, have you help? ever been to Madrid yeah. <laughs> maybe you can help me because <laughs> Miles can't Miles is on a Segway and the Segway's out of control <laughs> so Dan's kind of the default <laughs> patriarch just because his name is the closest yeah <laughs> to dad to dad yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I, think, I think he embodies well. it in every way just without the sexism if that's po- possible can we can we de-sexify the word patriarch Probably not. Is it tainted? Can we reclaim it? Have I? Have I did I definitely? I used the wrong word, right? I no, don't patriarch think is yeah the the father figure. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> that's what I meant. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, the male head of a family or tribe. Okay, yeah. that's us. We're and, a tribe. And what are we if not a tribal family? <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why Miles has got so many tribal tattoos. Oh no, Dan, you're the one with all the tattoos. Yeah. Um, how many Dan. tribal tattoos have you got? Well, thankfully none, because um, <laughs> you're not allowed to get tattoos when you're under eighteen. 
which I'm very, <laughs> very thankful for. Did you really ever want tribal <laughs> tattoos when you were under No, 18? no, I didn't. Okay. I, 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 but I feel like it's probably something I would have done on a whim. In, on Camden High Street, if I was, you know, absolutely. If, if I was, let's go to. around and say what tattoo we would get if we were under eighteen, and we hadn't got that much time to decide. So let's imagine, like, we're all under eighteen, we're all in a Camden, like Camden tattoo waiting room. We've got maybe like five minutes to pick. I think I would get like uh, the the grenade logo from the Green Day album. Ah, I was going to say, are we, yeah. are we, are we, are we us? As yeah, as eighteen us. year old, we're we're us yeah. as eighteen year olds. Yeah, so yeah. I've got to think back to when I was eighteen. Okay, okay. No, you're I not eighteen. I... I you're sixteen. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, I would definitely get that 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 little Pearl Jam dude. Remember the Pearl Jam dude um, oh, yeah. with his little hands <laughs> out? Yeah, I, w- I would definitely get that. I'd be like so into that shit. I I was I don't I, know who I, that is. I was absolutely convinced that I was going to get the Biffy Claro logo um, for about. 18 months and then I turned 18 I was like no I'm not going to do that anymore so (laughs) I'm a man now yeah (laughs) I'm a a biffy man not a biffy boy but the the thing about that is it's just a b so I could have turned it into something else I don't know (laughs) the blink 182 logo (laughs) (laughs) perfect um I had the law not forbid it I would definitely have uh, barbed wire around my bicep oh Oh, my goodness Yes! I lo- because of because of the movie barbed wire <laughs> I, I, I have don't seen call it. me babe Sounds cool it's, it, it is oh, very come on. cool right no, I, I forget there's a bit of an age difference but i was going to say any any boy <laughs> that grew up in the 90s must have seen barbed wire I, uh, i've I never heard wire. of this in my life it's, it stars pamela anderson as what is, what's her role in the film she's just like a I, Badass. genuinely don't remember uh, yeah she's like a badass um yeah who like runs around doing bad <laughs> she's a cool fences. girl putting up fences <laughs> putting up barbed wire fences yeah <laughs> she's she's a farmer no, she's, she's a sheep farmer yeah she's <laughs> she's, she's breaking yeah. she's breaking down barriers i think yeah using but i don't i don't really remember to be honest wait she's breaking down barriers using barbed wire yeah why not <laughs> because that's for putting up barriers uh, no it depends it depends on the way you think about it Depends on your point of view, I suppose. Got a question for you. Oh, Ash asks, "Are you hungry for soup?" And it's lunchtime. No, do not reference that fucking. Vile song, Miles. Miles McCabe. Uh, is that a reference to the lyric in Nervous Energy? I'm hungry for soup. I don't. I don't know. You could ask him. Um, uh, I don't want to establish question. dialogue. I don't. Do you I just had noodles. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm good for you, soup. Me too. I Thank don't. You. I don't actually like make soup for myself ever. I'm not really a soup person. I'll have it if it's on a menu, but. I'm never really in the mood for soup. So it's not one of your three drinks then? It's not one of my three drinks. I have three drinks and that's all I have. Yes. Yes. There we have it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a soup fan. Okay. All right, next question. Yes. Um, Who's good? Uh, Matt, uh, lovely Matt, who bought my guitar pedals off me. Um. 
Matt from Durham. Uh, how fresh are you? I mean, uh, it's the end. Of I the haven't day. showered today. Yeah. If that is what you're asking, I've done some gardening. I, I feel I so. feel incredibly fresh. I had a run along the cliffs at Telscombe, Ooh. and then I came back and I I bathed for about about two hours. So I'm feeling. I had a. You are you are living yeah, your fresh, best life. Fresh, in... crisp, and fresh. <laughs> Right. I okay. went for a very frosty run this morning and every and as I was running I was looking out at the trees and like the tips of the grass and the ends of the tree branches were very frosty and in my mind I said to myself frosted tips and then <laughs> I it's fresh as new look. I finished my run and I had a shower so I I mean that was this morning and now it's this evening but I still call myself relatively fresh. Okay, so on the scale. So in the in the freshest to least fresh we're going to say Miles, Catherine, me because I had a shower today and then George because mm. he's a he's a degenerate. Stink stinking his flat up in his filth. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah. And if the that's dog, not what even Sundays the dog had a shower for, today. That so sorry your so your dog had a shower before you did. Well, well, he got really muddy, cool. you see. <laughs> yeah, I had I had a really nice bath yesterday. It was really, really nice. So I thought, you know, I don't want to waste too much water. So. I, I wish yeah. I had a bath. It's it's a simple pleasure. It's it's lovely. Sorry to everybody who doesn't have a bath. Bath ultras over here. Miles and I. <laughs> In fairness, I've got a bath that is is like about about uh, it's most of a foot too short, so <laughs> I'm kind of I'm kind of all bunched up in there. Oh, you're not, and you're not even allowed to have a shower either, are I'm you? I'm not allowed to shower in it, and I can't fully bath in it. But it's that you know, is. I get but myself wait. clean one way or another. My, my Despite have, have... the <laughs> sorry, Catherine, just, sorry. this Continue. podcast isn't going to work if we keep talking over each other because that is bad audio practice. That's okay. the, that's the thing that people want. That's they want they want the f- the fresh experience. This is what it's like <laughs> in the van. It's 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 you trying to get a word in ed- a word in edgewise. We're never able to. Um, I mean, I, you're never able to because we're always talking. So please yes, carry on. Yes, exactly. Please, thank you. For once, give me the floor. For once, let me speak. Um, Miles, <laughs> if your bath is very short, and small, and cramped, and old, and brown, Mr. then brown. then. Why? How do you spend two hours in it? You must be so wrinkled, like a prune. That's the end. Well, of my no, because I kind of I I I I sink down my my back and my head, and I bend uh-huh. my knees, and I'm like that <laughs> yeah. for a little bit, and then I straighten my legs and and push my push push my torso out, and I'm like that for a little bit. Right, like so a I seesaw. Kind of, yeah, like a seesaw. That's very Kafka esque. Ah, uh, is it? Yeah, it is. (laughs) Shut up. Anyway. (laughs) So yeah, uh, so next next on the docket is we wanted to talk about some of the songs we recorded for our new EP, which uh, should be coming out soon. And the first track on, uh, first track that we're going to talk about from that EP is called girl clout so uh catherine do you want to tell us a little bit about the song um or do you or should we do it in the order of who recorded it 
in the order. I like so that. If we start, if we start with uh, Dan, who did the drums for this particular song and all the songs, um, <laughs> what was your what was your thinking behind the the great drum beat that you? I can't even remember how the song goes. Uh, I'm pretty um, sure it goes like. Guitars. It's got. How many so how many fun. toms are on this particular song? Because I do remember on the first album there was like three toms. Oh yeah, no, actually, like, there's what? a lot like, of toms. There's no, I don't think. Uh, oh no, there is toms on this song. Yeah, no. Uh, since since that traumatic experience of looking <laughs> at the the project files um, of the first album and realizing that I I used the rack tom like once, um, I have tried <laughs> to make a bit more of a conscious effort to to not just do a hi-hat kick and snare um <laughs> although saying that this song is very much like that fun fact about the drums on this song um when we first started uh writing these songs um oh a bit of history we wrote all of this stuff in lockdown um over the internet so which was the first for us first time we've ever done anything like that yeah we've yeah. always written stuff in the room together so this was um you know catherine would write uh, you know record an acoustic demo and then i'd do some drums and then george would do some bass and miles would then completely change the song <laughs> and actually make it work um uh, that old mccabe magic um but with this with this song i was just getting used to um programming drums on reaper um which is a great free bit of audio software um and i just put in some basic free drum beats um and when i came to learn the song i realized that i was so used to hearing the free drum beats that i downloaded and the fills that came with them that uh the the drums that are on the recording are just those free ones i didn't change it at all because i was so <laughs> didn't used write that no i didn't write that it's just I was so so it was so ingra so ingrained in my head was was that beat and those fills like it's not even a fill it's just like a drum roll in it but um that I just kept it because it worked dude it if, didn't it sound right. if it ain't broke don't fucking fix it well exactly exactly so there we go so thank you um e easy drummer or whatever it was. <laughs> Uh, yeah, easy drummer sounds like a thing. Is it like um is it like um the garage band thing where every drummer has a name? I love that. You know, it's like here's no. the surf drummer Scott and here's the rock drummer Billy, he's a bit of a bad boy. And here's the here's metal drummer Lance and it's ooh. Oh yeah. No, I don't you think know? it's that far involved. I think the drums would probably be a lot better if I was using garage band. Um but yeah, so that's the drums uh, recorded on a lovely Gretsch American Classic uh, drum kit um, with um, with some contact mics that sounded absolutely oh, yeah. perfect. Tell us so, all about those, please. Yeah, so um, we wanted to, well, I wanted to make the drums sound... Yeah, definitely you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, quite unpleasant. Um, and just basically, my production note for everything we ever do is just to fuck it up a little bit more um and so we thought one way of doing that would be to supplement the drum recording with some contact mics so i built some contact mics from little piezo transducers uh and um we sellotaped them to the drums and 
it sounded disgusting. Um, I don't think any of them made the final mix. Maybe the snare drum did. I don't know. Um, it's a shame, really. They did sound incredibly cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it, it sounded like you were putting a drum track through like a rat, like a distortion yeah. pedal or something. It was cool. Yeah. I, I feel um, like I shouldn't speak on behalf of Rich, but I do remember he spent, and he always does spend <coughs> like a lot of time with the miking of the room for the drums and stuff. Like he likes... Like there's a lot of like room mic sounds, and he actually set up all the drums and the mics the night before. Like yeah, a lot of preparation. He also puts. He he also I not that I want to give away all of his tips and secrets, but he he the, he put set up a pair of room mics inside the grand piano to record the drums, which nice. I, I mean I don't know why, but he he thinks it sounds cool. So he was well, very excited trust, about trust it. whatever he does. <laughs> Yeah. I yeah. imagine I imagine that the reverberation at certain pitches of the strings would be exacerbated by Yeah, you get a sympathetic piano, ring. Oh, it sounds cool. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds great. No, I'm not gonna make that joke, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I dread to think. That could have been a, a good one there. After drink, after having too much curry or something. It, um, um before we move on to the bass, uh if anyone actually is interested the snare drum <laughs> was a ludwig acrylite from the 70s which is a is a beautiful drum and um symbols were my paste 2002s which are are, are good symbols <laughs> so, are you trying to work out the sympathetic ring i keep re- i keep repeating upset. it again and again like i'm fucking sherlock a bot a bottom <gasps> Talking about an anus. That's so rude. Can you not? Can you <laughs> yeah, not spew such filth? That's disgusting. That's disgusting. One of the um, other questions we got on Twitter was, "What do you guys do to fill the time in the van in between shows?" And I feel like what we just witnessed was <laughs> normally I'm driving exactly the kind so. of stuff we did. Yeah, that's true. Normally Dan, normally Dan <laughs> drives. Dan is the only one who can drive. Yeah. Great for keeping yourself occupied. Exactly. It's great for keep being be ensuring that I don't get kicked out of the band as well. So, <laughs> you know. I always said like we there's been multiple times where I've had the money, time and resources to learn how to drive and I thought, no, I'm not gonna do that to Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to take away the one thing that he, he bloody <laughs> really loves a loves. drive. I, I he loves driving, driving through an unfamiliar busy city centre looking for a parking loves, spot. I love I lo- I, staying I, sober. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> I love looking at the, the beer the rider beers and thinking, oh I can probably have one of those. Oh Dan. <laughs> he loves trying to trying to understand what um per- permit only residence uh, means in Spanish. Yeah. He loves, Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> I love rev- I love reversing a four meter long, like no, not even. It's more like a six meter long, <laughs> nine seater van out of an alleyway in Dusseldorf onto a main road. While a while a while a oh, German yeah, man fairness. yells at you. I to be fair, I fucking nailed that. So legend. You know. Also, we probably won't have to worry about touring in Europe oh, anymore. Stop. <laughs> oh, good point. Yeah, that's no, fine. Yeah, actually, cool. um, Miles and I are both EU citizens, and so see you later. Smell you later. Yeah, cool. Get get a couple of get a couple of suckers to come on tour and listen to you two 
screaming in the back of the van. We do not scream. <laughs> perhaps sometimes we. Sometimes we holler and hoot, but there's no screaming. There's the odd honk and holler. So actually, the way the question, the way the fr- the question was phrased is, "What's your favorite thing?" And it's Elliot who asks this. What's your favorite thing to do on tour in the van between shows? I think for Mars and I actually is podcasts. And then for Dan and George, if I may be so bold, I would say it's listening to some kind of football broadcast. Yeah, if so there's podcasts um, for everyone. Yeah. Although I like the I like the game that I'm thinking of a thing <gasps> game. That's a good game. That game is uh does that game's from Andrew of Specialist Subject, I think. He, he apparently he played he played it with Katie Malko. Is it Katie Malko? No, no, no. It no, was, um, not Katie. Katie Melua. No, no, the 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 American uh, Katie Allen. That's the name. That's 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 their name. Rosie, um, Rosie, he, no, that's Rosie Tucker. That's someone Rosie Jim. different. Rosie Malco. Rosie Jim, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it's yeah, Katie. No, Al- I'm pretty sure it's Katie Allen. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, just uh, yeah, that that was fun. Does someone want to explain the to... rules of the game? Well, there is a oh, rules, is there? K- you just K- sort of say, "I'm thinking of a thing." In fact, let's just do a round now. I'm thinking of a thing. Um, um a, a, a cat. Okay. A, sh- a shower. Okay. A microphone. Okay, so Dan's the winner because I was thinking of a beer, and the closest to a beer is uh, probably a shower because it's wet. However, may I may I contest? You can use a beer bottle as you a can, microphone it... in front of your mirror in your underwear. Tenuous. <laughs> so, and that's and that's the get and that's the game. Basically, you're thinking of a thing, and everybody gets one guess, and whoever gets the closest gets to go next it it sounds like it's a bit crap but it's actually a really really good way of passing the time yeah yeah i mean when you've spent a week in a van with someone and you hate the sound of each other's voices i mean this this sounds like great fun it's a great way to start an argument (laughs) (laughs) it's a good way to it's a good way to brush up on your debating skills and always whenever we play games like that in the van it makes me feel like i'm in a band in the 1970s and there's no such thing as internet and it just makes me feel like makes me feel very primitive in a good way. Um, but my favorite game was a game that we kind of I think Liv from Adult Mum uh, scored us on the rules. And the it's called they play it a lot in America. Um, and it's called All Your Cows Are Dead. And you're driving on the highway, and especially in the South, you'll pass a lot of fields of cows. And so the first person to notice the cows shouts, "My cows!" and then they're their cows. But then, if you pass a cemetery, which you also pass a lot, the first person to spot the cemetery has the power to shout, all your cows are dead, resetting you to zero. The person who ends the drive with the most cows is the winner. I I like that. I like that a lot. I really like it's that like game. horse. What's horse? Yeah. Just going horses. It's the, the same thing, but with <laughs> horses. Oh. Yeah. Oh, can I actually say that I have one more game I like that's from Stevie from Adult Mum? And we've played it as a band before as well, I think. It's when you say a letter and then everyone has to quickly say a band name that begins with the letter. And then... Yeah. And then whatever... You have to sing some of that, that one of their songs. You have to sing one of their songs to prove that you know the band. And then the next person kind of inherits the band that you said and they take the last letter of the band name and they have to say a band that begins with the last letter. So S often crops up a lot because of like, if you say the sidekicks, 
Someone will be like sidekicks. The strokes. S, the strokes. Supergrass. Also, bands that start with the letter S always end with the letter S. It's very fucking true. Oh no, Slingshot Dakota. Slipknot. Slingshot Dakota. <laughs> Super Tramps. I mean, I could go on. Like, I have a question for you, George, about the bass. Did the bass, did the bass line, and and I guess this extends to general songs, but especially for Girl Clark, did it, is it the kind of thing where, like, you heard the, my demo that I sent and you were, like, immediately like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that? Or was it, like, did you have to, like, sit down and play about on the bass? Well, I normally when I get one of your songs, I will think about how I think the song will sound with everybody else. I kind of have an idea of where I think it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Miles gets in, just completely <laughs> changes that. We're in a like in a really good way most of the time. Most um, of the time. Most of the time. I mean, sometimes I'm like, oh come on, man, my bit was really good, and you've just gotten rid of it. <laughs> and you just no, put a, just you just put a kazoo over it. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, you've made it. We oh, are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, gen- but generally, I will, I will kind of have an idea of how I think it's going to sound, and then I'll like play around because because normally, uh, normally I like feel around and find where the song is and. I have a sp- I have a a very like particular way of playing. I think I think that you if you hear one of my bass lines and you know it's one of mine. It's it's very like it kind of walks up and then yeah. it goes do 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 a lot. Yeah. I, I like a little do 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 do. Yeah, billy billy boop. I like to know that I like. I'm like, hi guys, I'm still here. Don't bing bing. But um, but this but this one this one is slightly different because it doesn't really follow the guitars, which is another thing I like to do. I like to kind of like not like kind of create sounds sonically where there aren't sounds, I guess. Um, but this one, yeah, there's definitely a kind of I don't know the technical terms for any of this stuff, but I play the root note and then I go down a semitone and then come up and then go down and then come up again and um, I don't generally think yeah that, like oh, i know exactly how this song is going to go right. but sometimes sometimes that happens i often notice when there's a difference between the part you'll write out um pro- like provisionally and the part that like i notice when we get together in a rehearsal room we jam it out you and miles often have to like not have to but you often like kind of change your parts based around what each other's playing so there's definitely a lot more like attention paid to like your notes and the sonics and all those kind of things that I, as a as the kind of rhythm guitarist, don't really have to pay attention to. So I always enjoy watching you guys be like, "What are you playing there? Are you playing the F sharps? Then what am I doing? So I'm doing the. <laughs> so what you're doing is you're th- you're doing the fifth. So then we're moving. So then, oh <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's no. That's definitely something that I have to take into account because oftentimes, like when you're playing. Well, it was it was interesting because oftentimes when you're playing in a room together, mm. it just sounds good. Mm. You're like, yeah, this sounds really nice. And then because for, for a really long time, as one of our songs, I was just playing a complete wrong note in the, <laughs> in the space. It sounded great. And then when mm. I went to like record it, or like we were playing it live or something, I was like, what is that? No- what is that noise? <laughs> and it was my like guitar, my bass guitar was just really wrong. Um, mm. 
so yeah it's it's interesting how like sitting down with it and actually like ha- the, the way that we recorded these songs kind of was interesting and different to the way we normally do it yeah because um, when you're not when you're not in the room together you can just look at the other person's part and chop it out and go delete and do what you want <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 that's true but we did but but we actually did not delete but we did sort of copy and paste parts i, I especially yeah. Yeah. created brand new parts of the songs where i sort of thought that maybe we could do with something else and then it's funny because you're like, oh yeah, that's going to be really good, but it's only when everybody else kind of feeds back into it that there are, there are very, 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 very few parts on this that of just something that I did, and you were all like, yeah, that's cool, because you've you've all got ways of making it better, and that's kind of like that's really cool, that's interesting to me. I think I think you could say that for everybody's parts, actually. Like I think we really are the sum of our parts, like. And that that was something I was wondering about this time because it's the first time that we've had like we've had so much time to reflect upon our demo parts and we never have that before. Like normally we, you know, like normally we have one demo which is just me and my acoustic, and then we go straight into jamming it in person. And I was wondering how having like such an extended period of time to like reflect and sit on our parts, if it would be like, if it would be positive for the song or if it would be negative because you know like i mean i'm an overthinker so i tend to like just do the demo and then pretend it doesn't exist but yeah i don't know like i wonder especially for you george you're a kind of writer where you like to piece stuff together and try out multiple things i think for bass Mm. and you i just wondered what your thoughts were on that Well, yeah, it's. I think it's good having. It's good having the space to be able to play the note, like to be able to play it over and over again, and find new things mm. and find space that you wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to sit in a room with you guys for an hour noodling about on the bass. Right. Like that just wouldn't. Yeah, happen. that's that's the thing is you can try out stuff without, you know, taking up time in a in a rehearsal studio or or like or or waiting for three people to to repeat the part whilst you try out different stuff yeah yeah also there's no one there to be like no we're not doing that (laughs) until you until you've mixed it and sent it back um i i admit to being the person who always says no we're not doing that uh especially and it kind of only actually with miles's parts It's, that's it that's really interesting i've been i've been I, I think a lot of people have been kind of laying bare their um like recording and writing processes and what they get up to when they're like rehearsing and jamming together and um like evan from into over it was saying that they have this thing now now that they're more of a band mm. where one of them will say humor me and it's basically everybody gets one of those every rehearsal basically where they're they're like everyone's like no i don't know don't don't think so and the other person will say humor me and they have to like see it through to the end until they actually listen to it oh that's we've cool. done that in rehearsal before that, yeah, yeah we, we've had we've definitely before. got better at doing yeah right? we've we've had we've, we've definitely got better at being like i i think i've got better at being like i don't think that's going to work in my brain but going like okay cool let's try it and then it we trying it and us being like actually that's way better than what i had in my or me being like that's way better than what i had in my mind so yeah. i think it's, it's, when really it's when it's like 9 45 and someone's like no 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 no, this is gonna work we just have to keep pushing through it you're like <laughs> yeah i feel like i i'd like to think i've gotten better at humor me 
maybe I, but to be honest I'll only know once we're back to writing in a way where it is all like face to face and in the moment because oh, wow. are we what how have as has has recording with Rich kind of changed has he changed anything that you've written or like has he kind of moved anything around because he moves a lot of my stuff around or will suggest to me that I move stuff around and I'm not really all that precious about things so it's easy for me to be like oh yeah okay I'm try it and not nine times out of ten again I think I think I've become more malleable I suppose in my ability to be able to go yeah okay yeah that, that probably is better I think I've no I've noticed you being more like um susceptible to open to suggestion I guess but I think Rich does that just because that's your personality Rich would not dare suggest that I <laughs> no I mean I would start, I queen yeah, I mean Rich would change it <laughs> well have you, have you thought about writing songs that are happier Catherine <laughs> Um, I think like I think <laughs> maybe men aren't that bad. <laughs> Jesus, Catherine, you're toned down that lyric. <laughs> um, no, Rich. I am Rich just would joking. Never... We are all terrible. Rich and and the boys, um, and the band would never ever s- suggest a lyrical amendment. But for guitar, I think I think a lot. Uh, that's change. That, that's not strictly true. What we've yeah, I mean, you you completely ignored uh my suggestions, but I I had I did suggest something. Uh, I don't even remember this, it. On this EP. Yeah, exactly. Case in point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fine. Well, oh no, hang on. This was one of the songs on the EP. You yeah, wanted yeah. to do like a Beastie Boys thing. Yeah, yeah. It was like um, a break beat with some um, like beatboxing and <laughs> three MCs and one DJ. <laughs> <laughs> Jay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the late yeah, we'll it. it's the latest. Yeah, we'll yeah. let it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, guitars. Uh who recorded the guitars first? Was it you? Good question. I think My- Miles and I literally did like we're talking about girl clout in sp- in particular because this is the girl clout episode. Um but I think Miles and I probably I probably recorded my rhythm parts for Girl Clout and then Miles probably recorded his solo and then we probably switched back and forth because we did guitars on the same day. We were um, in our little studio. I mean, my guitar part is I am uh, as a as a rhythm guitarist. I am pretty instinctive. I would say I I don't really spend a lot of time like deconstructing my part. I don't spend a lot of time on my guitar parts because. The way I see, the way I write is that the guitar is kind of just like a vessel for the lyrics and the song. And it's not my job in the band to kind of wow everybody with the guitar. That's Miles's job. So I'm kind of like, you know, the solid bro, um, providing like a really nice bass. Um, I mean, it was like I write all my guitar parts on acoustic guitars, even for songs like Girl Cout, which are very like punky and loud. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, like, I it's quite bar chordy. Um, I do the thing where I have like an E shape. Uh, I play like an E chord and I move the E shape all the way up the neck to whatever fret to have that little like um, I guess you'd call it like interlude bit. Um, but yeah, and I, and again, like, I think it was one of those things where I just did like four takes of it, um, and got it down. Uh not a lot of fuss there it wasn't like a very hard song to play 
Um, so, and you know what? I'll thank I'll thank myself in the future when I have to play it live. Um, <laughs> I'm, That's something yeah, that I'm really yeah. Helping. I remember Miles being like, "Why did I write this <laughs> yeah. crazy guitar yeah. part?" I mean, I I yeah, yeah. and uh, like not on Girl Clout because Girl Clout is quite a like bar chordy punk song for me, my part. But there's a couple other songs that I've written, especially as I write new stuff where I am like a better guitarist where. I, I, you know, me a year ago or two years ago would be like, what what are you doing? You can't, you know, you can't play that while you're on stage or like you won't be able to play that. But I can now. And that's that's called growth. Um, So, yeah, the, my, my guitar parts for Girl Clout are pretty easy, pretty, pretty fun, pretty. I mean, I think I think they're best played with like a rap pedal on turned all the way up. Nice little like little cushion of fuzz for everyone else to thrive off. Um, and also, like, you know, I'm singing the whole time, so it makes sense that my parts are a little bit more um, pedestrian. But, yeah. So. Did you use a rat? Did you use a rat when you were recording it? It's a very good question. I think I used a hoof. A hoof. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Rich isn't as big a fan of the rat uh, for anything that I isn't solos. I don't think they record as well. Yeah, for, as for chords. They sound live, For yeah. chords, they really don't kind of... I mean, live they sound great and fine, just because it's like it creates that cushion effect. But uh, they don't really do it justice. Um, the hoof and the soul food is kind of does the same thing, but it's just a bit clearer, a bit more clarity, which is nice. Yeah, the soul the soul food is a is a clon clone, Ooh. which is cool. Like the clon is like one of the is one of those. Um, uh, I mean, oh, crazy yeah. in all my parts. Um, what I do is I have the base of the um, my Ibanez tube screamer pedal, um, which ha- I've had, you know, TS TS nine. Yeah, my TS nine. So like, I think when I first started fresh, I bought a Proker Rat and a TS nine tube screamer, and I've had them ever since. Uh, they've broken a few times, but Dan always fixes them for me. And yeah, the tube screamer is like the base of m- like, unless it's a really quiet song, the tube screamer is like the the distortion, not distortion, the overdrive base. And then uh, if it if it needs it, if it's like a really shouty song like Girl Clout, then I'll put some kind of like maybe an OCD pedal or like uh, a hoof over the top. And that's about it. Uh, I mean, I, I like guitar, but when it comes to recording, my favorite thing to do is vocals. So I don't really nerd out on guitar or like tones or pedals. I'll leave that to everyone else. So that's my segment of the part about girl clout <laughs> Mulesy, tell us all about your bit no i so what i did was i i imported some uh garage band loops to kind of get me started and then i realized that you know they sounded so good that um i just i just left them i just left them in there they're royalty free baby yeah no um i, I it was um yeah i kind of thought you know, it's going to be ages until I have to play this live. <laughs> I'm going to do something as difficult as possible. Um, and then, yeah, when it came around to that first rehearsal, I was I was just kicking myself. Um, the, the riff, the riff uh, came came to me pretty easily. I think I, I kind of heard it. I just I just kind of like uh, twiddled and doodled around a little bit. Um, you. In my shed. Um, yeah. <laughs> um and and yeah i was just like yeah i'm gonna make this as hard uh and as shreddy as possible um but like Catherine said it's yeah it, i think 
doing doing something that's like a little bit out of your um outside of your capabilities is a, is a really great way to um improve yeah absolutely yeah it's really great man i really really like it um thanks i think it's really good do you remember I... anything about the tones or like what pedals you used to record it miles no i mean i i feel like with with rich we tend to use the soul food the tube screamer the ocd and the hoof yeah um we use your we use your high watt amps right to record some i think the i think the high watts were bought but i don't think you they were used all that much i think it was more no. that fender twin wasn't it we used the fender twin yeah quite i a think lot. i think for i think for Catherine's parts we were on the fender twin mm-hmm. and we were going through a vox for mine right mm. so it's uh, similar to to fresh classic live was it the was it the ac30 i think so yeah yeah i mean that would make sense yeah yeah i'll talk about vocals yeah, talk about vocals. Uh, so, I mean, it's one of the... It's kind of like uh, an easy and a hard song to sing in that it's easy in that I don't have to worry about like being perfectly in tune or like worry about having to do anything with like fancy, like with vibrato or anything. But it's also a hard song in that I can maybe do like four takes before my throat hurts and like so I don't have like as much time to correct it. And like it's as much about the energy as it is the like delivery um and like the the getting it in pitch and stuff so i o- i always with songs like that are that intense and that like um songs that like carry like a meaning like that you have to like kind of act it out and like really you know like embody the the feelings that you're singing about, which is really hard because if you write angry songs like that, it's quite hard to like make yourself angry um uh, but I kind of enjoy it. I, I really like doing vocals. Rich is very good at like, I always do vocals in the control room. I don't go into like a live room. There's nothing like, there's not like a screen of glass separating us and he's not like talking in my headphones or anything. I hate that. It's just way more like, it's way easier and like less uh, less uh, intimidating to be in the control room for them. Um, and it was like, it's kind of like a classic, classic fresh song in like, it's like quite a bare bones song. The lyrics very aren't get bent yeah esque, isn't it? The lyrics aren't too like clever or complicated. Um, it's got like a, a a chorus harmony. It's got like what like one R or ooh or whatever you want to call it. Um, and it's mostly just about like the one vocal, which is me. Um, but yeah, as George said, like. We, I had a harmony for George that I sang in my falsetto, and obviously he sang it like the octave down, and it sounds it sounds good uh, when we rehearsed it, and it, you'll be doing that live. But then we thought we'd get Soph from Cheerleaders in to do a do a kind of like to recreate that harmony in the studio, because like given the subject matter, I wanted like I wanted some of my friends who were not men to sing on it, which was really. And that was really cool. It's the first time we've had both Phoebe and Soph from uh, my other band, Cheerleaders, in uh, the studio for Fresh. And that was really nice. I love both of their vocals. And they and it's nice to have um, another vocal that can go as high as me, but sounds completely different and like it's a different tone. Because I, really, I don't really harmonize myself or double well. My vocals are a bit too like clear and they kind of jut through a bit too much. It just sounds a bit weird. That's what Rich is always saying. 
so it's nice to have um somebody as talented as Soph to like lend a hand Ouch. with the harmonies <laughs> well it's true I mean it's not a bad wow, thing or a good thing I, I just my vocals don't layer well was such an asshole. <laughs> yeah you know he'll like throw his empty packet of bugles crisps at me and just say <laughs> <laughs> he does he does love a bug he loves a bug it's true he loves it it's true but yeah Excellent. Like, okay cool yeah. I th- well I think that's I think that I think that's taken <laughs> us through um do you, uh, do Dan do you have any more questions yeah um Yes, we do. Um, Catherine, do you want to talk about the? Um, do you want to talk about the theme of the song at all, or is that something that you'd rather not discuss? <laughs> no, I can talk about the theme of the song. I guess. I guess. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, look, um, I'm a singer for a reason. I'm not very good about talking about my feelings, or uh, I don't know. I find it quite hard, but it's i yeah this it's like okay so like i would call a classic fresh song the kind of song where like it you sit down with acoustic guitar and you're not worrying about what chord like if you're playing like sophisticated chords like it comes out in like a minute you capture it on your voice memos on your iphone quickly and then you send it off without thinking about it other phones are available yeah i I realized there why did i say iphone as if i'm fucking sucking up to fucking Anyway, um, but this anyway. podcast is sponsored by Apple. No, but yeah, it's just uh, not. I didn't. I didn't overthink it, and I just allowed myself to sing from the heart. And um, it's basically, uh, I think it's just a song about that kind of like something, something that Fresh kind of dealt with a lot in the early days, and then we went and then as we kind of found our feet in the scene that we're in luckily we don't have to deal with it a lot but there's been a few glaring moments where we do um on a larger scale as we've gotten more busy and as we've gotten more established but it's the kind of situation of like uh, all cis male bands wanting to play shows with you or wanting to talk to you or wanting to be friends with you or wanting to tour with you etc etc just because you are a girl and being seen with a girl will make them look better and more woke and honestly like the, the you know that the the highest bands that really do pride themselves on their status and you know re- still do it and it's so frustrating because you know it's just so transparent you know when a band that you know has never listened to you asks you to go on tour with them um yeah and i worried about writing it in case in case people would think it was about x band or y band because we have toured with a lot of bands that are all male but any band that we actually have accepted a tour with are not guilty of it i don't think in an explicit mean way any more than they can help it with their own ingrained prejudices but we've rejected tours where it's really apparent that they only want us because we'll make them look better especially after they've been outed as abusers Often a band will then run into your emails being like, do you want to tour with us? Do you want to be the first woman on stage <coughs> with us? <laughs> and that's the thing. They don't even offer enough money for you to profit off that tour or for you to, you know, for it to, to be worthwhile. Like, not only are we going to use you and use your gender as a mouthpiece to make us look good and to make us look like the fucking saviors, we are not even going to reimburse you and we're not even going to pay you enough you know that shows we respect you as an artist and that is it makes my blood boil it really does um because like as the song says like i didn't i didn't put all this work in 
and I didn't and I haven't like dedicated a lot of my life to to playing music and 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 making myself go in uncomfortable situations for some guy to kind of like pay me lip service and then I'm expected to feel grateful for that or I'm expected to be flattered that you know a slightly bigger band than us or or a, a much bigger band than us wants to wants to have us I should like I'm not like I shouldn't have to accept their little their little crumbs you know it's it's very frustrating and and, and you feel a lot of pressure to, to say yes and to you know to 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 play the part and you kind of hope that oh well if I do I don't feel comfortable you know playing this show because this band has these lyrics or like there's been a lot of situations where I've played shows and I've even sang songs other people's songs with them or where like the lyrics are shit and like I don't feel good about it and it's like well I'm just you know I've got to be nice you know you don't want to upset anybody you don't want to be a bitch you don't want to be difficult it's always in your head I'm sure (laughs) any musician listening who is not a cis het white man um can can relate it's a constant thing you want to toe that line between nice girl and also kind of quirky and uh outspoken enough to kind of suit the brand of punk that these uh quote-unquote punk bands are looking for oh my god turns out i can talk about this wow turns out i've got a lot to say um but that's what girl clout's about it's that and like you know the song's like two minutes the song's like one minute 50 seconds like i'm not there's the nuance that i'm trying to convey is obviously not going to be all there i'm sure you know i always worry when i talk about this stuff because i worry i'm not articulate enough i'm worry i'm not nuanced enough i'm worried that i'm like you know not i'm not getting my point across in the way i want it to be understood but the alternative to not talking about it is not saying anything and then that would be probably worse but yeah obviously there's there's loads of different ways in which this like this hierarchy of power is like carried out like people do it in racial contexts and in gender contexts as well and i can't speak on that as much but yeah uh, yeah i feel it i feel it in the way it relates to me and that's all i can sing about because all i can do is sing about my own experiences but i I, i'm sure other people know what i'm on about basically (laughs) and yeah i hope that makes sense well, totally. I think that's yeah. I think you put it really well. Thanks. And uh, yeah, and like, like I mean, I play in a band with three three cis men. Like I, I, you know, hashtag not all men. I'm all for a man sometimes. <laughs> um, we've had lovely sometimes. tours with bands that are all male. Like we had a nice pup tour. We've had you know we've toured loads. It's not. It's not. Um, it's not. You know. Obviously, it's not men that are the problem. It's the inst- it's the sexist institution of the music industry. Yeah, sure. I I, I don't I don't think you need to kind of um, yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, kind of cover your, cover your tracks and say that anybody is any better than anybody else. It's it's not it, I, it's yeah. not a direct attack at anybody in particular. It's the uh, the idea of it in general. It's, it's like more than anything, I think right? I have a lyric where it's like I see it in your eyes, and it's like it's it's awful for me to quote my own lyrics, and I never do it but allow me to do it in this case because it's the kind of it's the transparency of it when you show up at a show and the fucking front man's there or like you know this this songwriter this acoustic songwriter has started being really friendly with you wants to tour with you wants to be tagged in your instagram or you know etc etc wants wants you to sing female vocals on his sad song and it's just you can see it and 
and you know you know you don't feel comfortable with it but you can't express yourself or you don't feel like comfortable enough to be like I don't want to do this because you want to be nice you want to be the nice fun easygoing person but it's so hard to be easygoing when you're participating in the music industry which is like designed to not be easy for women it's so hard I wish I could just be like like uh, who's probably the easiest going person in music uh the bassist of the red hot chili peppers i wish i could be like a shirtless dude just flee. Sh- i wish flee i could like i wish super... i could be flea <laughs> i i i put you get to be the... in back to the future too Ooh, that yeah and, and uh, he's been played, in loads of films play bass for uh alanis morissette on you ought to know <gasps> as well that's pretty cool the yeah, pretty cool. spike the dog in the rugrats wild thornberries crossover <laughs> I I listened I I put Californication on yesterday because I had a song in my head and my god that album is absolute garbage it has not Oh my aged. goodness me it's so bad Ooh. I I you know the, lyric, my... the lyrics are probably like the worst part right Oh what the really problematic racist ones in around the world What oh, yeah. I it's don't know the this first album. Song, oh it's yeah go is, go and yeah. listen back to it it's uh, it's Pretty, <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite something um i, I mean even I just the title ha- has the f word in it fornic uh, <gasps> wait whoa yeah what? right <gasps> when you realize Dude. you have yeah. blown my mind they're talking about fucking <laughs> <laughs> not that f word <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, thanks everybody for coming and listening to the um, first the, the ramblings of uh, four tired, um, sexy, cool. Some of us are sexy. Some of us are wearing headphones. Um, <gasps> that's, all of, that's that's all of us. You dickhead. <laughs> you dickhead. Yeah, mostly me. All right, um, but thanks for listening. Hopefully, you'll be back for episode two um whatever single we decide to release next uh so yeah cool thanks very much thanks guys thank you i won at bowling thank you Uh, miles did not win at bowling (laughs) oh miles you just fell over and your pants fell down that's so embarrassing what the hell (laughs) oh my god oh bye miles bye (laughs) oh bye miles bye Bye, everyone love you bye